go to yeah go to oh. drive ladies and, and gentlemen drive. friday and night in, friday night movie presents tech support oh, and then in, once you're in your drive on the left hand side click shared with me and it will show up I mean, I'm not 18. saying Google Docs is a well-organized. It's terrible. Well, no, Google Docs Almost is as bad as Twitter. I love Google Docs. I love Google Docs. It, I, I live it. in the by Google Docs. It's because you don't know how to use it. So you hate everything you don't know. That's you. It's not me. Truth. Truth. Here we are. It is Sunday afternoon, a couple hours before the Philadelphia Eagles take on the New England Patriots. And we will not talk about sports at all today, but we'll talk about pop culture things that are, in fact, adjacent to sports. So we promise you no football, no meaningful news, nothing, as we say, important, but lots of fun pop culture things. As the meat of our show today, we'll be tackling our opinions on past Super Bowl halftime shows. But before we get to the main event, calling in from California is my sister, Becky. How are you? I'm doing great today. I had a very bevy morning. I took coupons to Old Navy that my sister sister gave me. Vicariously, I was like so happy. So each coupon is worth 30. What what kind of coupon? I'm about to tell you. Each coupon is worth $30. $30. And if you spend $75, That's you get amazing. to apply the $30 coupon to it. And I had three of them. It was them. like a trifecta, a bevy trifecta. I had three of them. So <laughs> when I was at the checkout, I like I had to do three separate transactions. Right. Oh, you know, exactly. in order because I could each transaction could, you know, it's you apply the coupon to one to one. Right. And so mm-hmm. as this is going on, I'm like running back to the back of the store to swap out different sizes of baby clothes. It was a scene, but I'm happy to say I saved $90 today on my purchases. That That's amazing. I, for a moment, I just had flashbacks of the entertainment book. Do you remember that <laughs> big thing with the coupons that used Love to sit? That. I don't know the, if anybody, anybody listening even understands what that is. No, I actually no. think I, no. I've met people all over, I think, the they world. They exist in all sorts of iterations. Yeah, I've actually had bought one here in Berkeley. Really? Yeah, like I, I completely thought I completely thought it was like a Montreal thing that you got in like the Solomon Schechter school supplies bag. For sure, <laughs> but they always had they always had um, coupons for for orange julep, but but we never but we never ate there. Do you remember those? They oh, always no. had orange julep yeah. is one of the of the many Montreal things. It's one of those things that I've driven by many times. It's never been open when I've gone by, so I've, <laughs> I've only seen it from. But far I just away. I remember that the coupon was the closest we ever came to going there. Just what owning a, the coupon. What do they serve there? Oranges. Uh, I think it's like hot dogs and, and, and like orange, orange fresh. Drink. And every do, Canadian listening, every Montreal listening is so annoyed at us right now because yeah. it's such a staple. Definitely know we're not authentically Montreal. Yeah. We were born there. So but, it's like the one thing that's not authentic about us because that place looks gross. But I think we can all agree that as you passed by, we all looked at the tippy tippy top of it for the little window for the people that lived mm-hmm. in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good. So we all assume that people that worked there did live in there. Of course. Okay, all right. Just making sure we're on the same page there. Well, anyways, I have great memories of the entertainment 
uh, coupon that all of the two for one movies we got at Westmount Video on Queen Mary is probably where <laughs> so much of the information on this podcast comes from. <laughs> and um, it's also, if it wasn't for the entertainment book, I would never probably have had a Big Mac because they had two for one Big Macs. <gasps> that's right. Hey, I wonder if that's how you and I ended up eating those Big Macs in the park was with the two for one coupon. That is 100%. When I gave you your first Big Mac in the park yeah. across the street from our house. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. That's special. Um, yeah. All right. Um, Lily. Oh, sorry. Beating L- that with, your, with how you're doing. Lily, how are you doing calling in from the Canary Islands? I'm good. I had my mom-in-law visiting this week, so I had, like, we don't have any family where we live, so I had, like, around-the-clock childcare. Now, is it, it was amazing. It, is it liberating the fact that you know your mother-in-law is never going to listen to this, that you can just tell us anything you want about her? Yeah, her cooking is incredible, like, but... For example, the time she accidentally kidnapped Cut all kid. my hair off. That is a true story that happened. She <laughs> cut all my hair off. Not kidding. Uh, she put in a ponytail and cut the ponytail off. <laughs> no joke. Mm-hmm. Um, it was at the beginning of a relationship. But then um, we've gone, become a lot closer. And I, especially since I learned her language, because <laughs> at the beginning we couldn't speak to each other. Um, and then it was great having her this week because she took care of Ari all the time. And it was amazing to have so much childcare. And... Um, she does that feel like we're really close because at one point she turns to me and she goes, did you forget that you have plants? And I was like, plants like in your what? apartment? In my house. Like, yeah, like my plants are like dying. So she's like, like did you forget you have them? Because you're clearly not taking care of them. <laughs> I, <was> like, <laughs> I, I looked at her and I was like, yeah, we're not close enough. Like, <laughs> I was like, I love you, but no, you can't talk to me like that. Just my mom and my sister could talk to me like that. <laughs> I blamed it on Cosa anyways, so it was fine. Um, but yeah, I'm doing well. That's well, that's good. How, love how to, are you, love, Shai, are you preparing Shai? for the Super Bowl? Shai, today you must be you tell I'm, us how you are. I'm extremely I'm extremely anxious. I could barely sleep last night. I got up <laughs> or, I, I got up early today and I guess this is a little bit of a football thing, which is that Brian Dawkins, my all time favorite football player, the player whose jersey I'm wearing right now, was elected to the Hall of Fame. Um, and I drew, I drew a special drawing mashing him up with Wolverine because that's his favorite X-Men character and he's often referred to himself as Weapon X. Now, I'm not the first one to draw that picture. Many people have drawn it much better than me over the years, but I did draw that and put that out earlier. So that was kind of my activity this morning from like 6 in the morning to like 9. Um, aside from that, we've been making food in the house. So Ali is making the annual stadium bundt cake, which is a bunt we got for our wedding from melissa liebman and it is one of the most enduring wedding gifts we ever got and um every year almost every year we make it once and it doesn't slide out entirely correctly so the first one is just this tester cake that sits out on the counter that we gnaw at all day and how amazing is that right like it's so good have an extra mm-hmm. cake because then if you didn't you'd just be so upset that like you couldn't take a little bite of the one that's for the game exactly so we've just been like picking Takes at the that pressure one. off we've been picking that one all day and then i've made i have 80 chicken wings that are shellac 80 chicken wings. shellacked and delicious hot wing sauce so, you're, so that's one yeah that's 20 for you. each 20 for each quarter got it becky i mean you've summed up my my approach to making food in these situations. And then yes. also to not go overboard. Also 
a little canister of St. Hubert poutine sauce to put over some French fries. That's just for me. There's no one else coming over. We're not having a party. Um, You're not having a party, I guess, because it's too tense. It's it's too tense. And yeah, it's just not a party. I mean, the neighbors might come over, but we're not having uh, we're not doing a formal thing. Shindig. Just, just going to mm-hmm. eat, focus and appreciate the game. Um, but what, what I really what I really wanted to talk about before we got into all of this was the fact that I'm a great brother, right? I am. I, one would say I am the best of big brother. Both okay, of you like have. You're tooting your own horn here, but a little, a little, a little tooting. Well, where I'm going with it is that I, I'd like Lily to shower us with a story about oh, my great brother. Oh my god, you were the best brother. Just kidding. Such a good brother. Like amazing. Okay, there's this like secret thing that I don't know if Becky, this has ever happened to you, but we'd be, we'd do it for you if you needed this. But it started with a few years ago, like, and I mean, at least five years ago, I was about to take a long, I take a lot of long haul international flights. I have been for the last 12 years. So mm-hmm. I was about to take a, like a really long flight and um, I didn't have any, ch- I didn't have a chance to download anything to watch on the flight before I left. And this was sort of like a last minute, quick before running to the airport download. But for some reason, my account like wasn't, I couldn't get into my account and I couldn't download or something like that. And it needed like a code. It involved me needing to call Shy. So I call Shy. He's at work. And I was like, Shy, oh my God. I was like so wrapped up in like my emergency. I'm about to leave for the airport and I can't download. Can you help me? And I and like, there's like a bit of silence on the phone. And I remember being like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like where you, you work in a really important place and probably you're in an important meeting. And I like, I'm acting like this is an emergency. And there's just like silence on the phone. And I was like, Shy, I'm really sorry. You're like, I've already left the office. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> I'm on my way. I'm getting to some good Wi-Fi. This is, and I was like, oh, really? And you go, you were like, shows before a flight? Are you kidding me? Is there a bigger emergency? And I was like, right? Am I right? You're like, you're 100% right. I'm on it. And like, you fixed it for me in 15 minutes or something like that. And I got my shows and I was like, score. And you were like, Lily, nothing comes between somebody and their shows before a long flight. And, and most recently, there was one, in fact, where I was driving and you called and I pulled off like to an exit on the highway. The yeah. Or no, yeah. I mean, to a safe place on the highway. Let's be clear. But I pulled because off I and I stopped the car. The and you were like, I'm going to pull over. I was like, shy, don't pull over on the highway for this. And you were like, no, no, no. I'm just on a normal road. I was like, then definitely pull over. And you did. And you <laughs> because, fixed it for me. <laughs> because I, I feel like preparation for a flight or a long trip really does involve like a whole planning process. What do I want to watch for sure? What do I want as a backup? And what do I want to watch in case the stuff on the flight isn't good? Or worst case, there's no personal TVs or no movie. Yeah, But I think the greater lesson to take from this is that shows emergencies are real. And I'm so grateful that I have a lifeline like you who gets it and drops everything to help me. And so if you're ever in this case, in this situation, Mm -hmm. you know, you can call either one of us. Speaking of movies, uh, last week we had, I think, one of my what has been one of my favorite episodes ever. We had Steph Gilman on as a guest and we talked about a lot of items that I think became pop culture homework. And we're going to report back on some of the things that we discussed. So first, I got to hear Becky. 
you watch The Bachelor. I did not watch it, but I did see your tweets back and forth with Steph, and that alone is a TV show that should happen, as just someone reading out that conversation. All of, all of my questions. I just, okay. I just want to pipe in that since then, I have too watched The Bachelor. Well, I have watched more, so yes, have watched let's more. start take, with take this point, point of information. The first episode of The Bachelor, these episodes are not normal hour-long episodes. They're like 73 minutes, 87 minutes, 192 minutes. I don't know how long. They are so long and very awkwardly timed. So I, because I don't watch it actually on TV when it plays live, I don't know how they fit their programming. But it's besides the point. Extraordinarily long episodes. Um, I will say, the first, I was committed to watching the first episode because I really wanted to get the lay of the land. I wanted to meet all of the contestants i wanted to really see how it was set up kind of took me three days to get through it but i was committed by the end of one episode it took took me three days i'm not actually that's not a joke i'm not exaggerating it took me three days to get through it because it's so long it's so long um but i got to meet all the characters some really interesting things came up you know watching it it's very clear that they pick like a whole slew of women that are just there to be kicked off in like the first few rounds. Right. That, yeah, just like hilarious. Right. They don't even like bother introducing them. Like, are, um, they, are they like the no named women from Perch, Pitch Perfect? It, it, yeah, no, it's like it reminds me of it's exactly that, or it's like crew member number six from, uh, you know, Galaxy Quest. Red shirt, red shirts. That's what they call it. Right, right, right. They're just there to get like killed off. It's so, like just faces in the background. Um, and you're pretty sure they know that too. Um, and then a nice, a nice uh, mix of races. It was nice, nice little colorful palette there. Although also quite, I think one of like, I thought one of the, it was, I, it, I was like, oh, look, they really have make it, like, make an effort to make it diverse. But right. But I said, you, I watched five minutes of it and I, Becky and I talked and well, I would maybe watch like a half an hour and Becky and I talked and I was like, come on. But like, it's so obvious, like none of the ethnic girls are winning this. Becky was like, there's no way. It's so no obvious way. that they're just there to like, exactly a color like, palette. Well, at least you know, it looks diverse, which is nice. Um, but uh, and also, now, the other just to clarify, you're saying they are not going to win because the show knows that in advance, meaning they're not characters of interest, you see, or that the no, they're bachelor- super interesting. I just mean like the the dude that's the bachelor. I, yeah, you're yeah. just like, there's you're no like, way he's a, like a slice of Wonder Bread, and it yeah. just no. You I can just tell. Shocked. I will be. I will be like. I'd love to be wrong. Of color. I would love. Yeah, I agree. I'd love to be wrong. I'd but and like, you and you. Yeah, yeah, he he. They some of them stick around, but it. Yeah, he is he is whiter than white. It is very funny, but um. But uh, yeah. So so, hold on. Oh, I just totally. What were we talking about? The We're Bachelor? talking about the characters Mom, get kicked off right away. Yeah, characters they get kicked off right away, and then um, they do the classic setup of like who who the bad guy characters are going to be with. Yeah. I find so interesting on these reality shows that they're like they, they set up villains, and then once they establish the villains, you know the villains are going for the long haul because that's the drama. 
So they gotta keep them, they gotta keep, like, the real villains. Not the ones that just, like, burst out into arguments. The ones that are, like, playing it like a game. That's what it was. Sabotaging other girls. Right. Like, this is a competition to some of them. It's not actually about, you know, finding the potential love of their life. It is competing to win, which is such an amazing thing about these, like, about American reality TV shows versus, of course, Great British Baking Show, which is obviously the best one ever, but it's for a different conversation. Um, anyway, so I, I watched episode, made it through episode one, watched episode two, and decided at that point, I'm just going to skip ahead to episode five. And let me tell I, you. I started in episode five. It, it in episode five. Episode five, it gets real. There's fighting, there's drama, there's, it was great. So, um, are, is this fight, yeah. pardon my mask, is the fighting over the guy or just yeah. fighting with each other over other things? No, the fighting no. I saw was over the guy. They're fighting over the guy. It's gross. Oh, yeah. No, it's disgusting. It and is amazing. The most, it is the most warped version of how people should connect and fall in love and pick partners imaginable. So I feel like I I'm I, I know the show has been on for 22 seasons or 22 cycles and this is my first time watching it and it was it was horrifying I couldn't look away. Yeah. So that was part of Steph's pitch. Yeah, she no, was like not, it's not so good. gross but it's so amazing. Like you can't I mean, look away. And I definitely recommend it but I would never let my child watch it. <laughs> Okay. All right. Okay. All right. So that's that. Uh, that is a solid. Uh, that is a solid recap. I just. Of, of the I just want to mention one of Steph's tweets where she asked like a rhetorical question of why does everybody look like they're dressed for New Year's Eve? Like every night, every time, <laughs> like every episode, they just look like they're so dressed up, like it's New Year's Eve. I love that. And and my question is that there's so much. Oh, that's a thing. There's so much kissing. There's so much like mouthy, oh, lippy, tonguey so kissing. You know the type of kissing where they like lick their lips in between the the kisses, and so much yeah. tussling oh. and pulling. it's like every time you cut to them on a date, there's just like kissing and kiss. and you'll kiss like four or five of them in a night. So my question is, aren't they like worried around germs or like? Herpes, or at least getting yeah. a cold. A cold, and yeah. Steph oh. rightly pointed out. That right. How do how do they how do they not all have like staph infections by like the I second know. week? Oh, oh it's really so. Gross. I mean, so icky, just icky. All right. So um, all right. So the Bachelor is icky. So point is, Steph got me hooked. Good job. She was right. So last week's episode was a game changer for me because uh, she put something new in my TV yeah. show lineup. I also have to say it's also like I had more fun from watching half of episode five, which is 85 minutes, for God's sakes. Five It's not like normal, but I watched half and I had more That's as long as, that's just, you know, that's as long as Breakin', which I watched with the kids this week. Yeah, that's as long (laughs) as I watched a movie recently. I watched a movie, it was 87 minutes the other night. And and then I went to watch The Bachelor and I was like, how are these both the same length? But it was more fun. I had so much fun talking on the phone with Becky about the episode. Yeah, that's the best part and of talking about it. But I have to say, like, these these women have to be reasonably smart, you know? Like, they are. They have real careers and skills and stuff. And so one of the, the setups of the show is that he takes them on dates. And there are these very, like, like each girl, like, different girls get picked for, like, special one-on-one dates. And there are these very elaborate dates where he takes them on a yacht or he, you know, they, in meet, they meet a fashion designer and she gets... 20 different new outfits like there are these very elaborate dates and they act like he has personally 
arranged this, paid for it, and, like, hand-selected each item. And I'm going, like, wait, don't, they know it's, they know it's a setup, right? Like, I'm, I can't tell if they're being told to say those things or if they actually believe he has gone and rented a yacht and organized the day and got the jet skis and did the whole thing himself. I'm, like... this guy literally just shows up. He so as, as you're describing this, and I'm not going to name names for fear they would ever listen to this, but doesn't this sound a little bit like at least one or two of our cousins' just general life? <laughs> Where they get to go they're on yachts? Where they're, they're just like be. hanging out in yachts and <laughs> going to like having Meeting bro dates. And having, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I think everything. that everybody can relate to maybe some part of this show. <laughs> I don't know. It's just every, it's just, it's, but I also was like, how is this on still? But then I'm like, if we live in a world where there are still beauty pageants, then this show can be on. That's basically a beauty pageant. Fair enough. All right. So the other thing we watched, Lily and I watched right away. It was on the recommendation of Mr. Duncan Scott, um, uh, our, uh, a good friend I have encountered on Twitter who is a huge supporter of the podcast and all of my artistic endeavors. He sent a nice note saying, hey, if you guys are going to watch something, check out The Snowman. And we went and we did some initial research in the Rotten Tomatoes world, as as one would normally do. And it got uh, fairly low rankings. But Seven percent. That is not fairly low. That is, I think, the lowest ranking film I've ever seen. Right. It's one of the lowest ranking films I've ever seen on Rotten Tomatoes. But you know what? Taking a recommendation from a friend is always, I think, better than... You know, random uh, assigned numbers. So, so Lily, I also did some research about it too. Like, even if somebody well, recommends something to me, I don't have enough time in this world to watch like something that's really bad. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna still just check it out, and it didn't seem that bad, even though it got seven percent. So I was like, okay, why not? Right, exactly. It seemed in- interesting. So um, I-, I think now is a chance for us to update folks and let them know what we thought of the movie. Go ahead, Lil. I thought that okay. A, I, as soon as I was halfway through, I was like, I don't know what happened on Rotten Tomatoes, but clearly people are not being fair. I call it, that was like, what I say is I basically say that's the way harsh tie. And so I didn't get my, I explained <laughs> that reference. Explain how, how do you not get that reference? No, no, way you harsh explain tie. the reference. Explain the reference. So, like, in conversation with Becky, if I feel like her or I or somebody else has kind of, like, gone too far and crossed the line being bitchy or mean you just throw out the like that was way harsh tie from clueless when she calls yes. Cher a virgin who can't virgin drive. Who can't drive you're a virgin who can't can't drive, drive. and then this Cher- way harsh tie yeah you get it so i think this is a way harsh tie situation where people were super mean about this movie and all agreed to like bombard it with terrible reviews and i got seven percent I also realized right away, which is important, is that it's a book. And people clearly love the book and were very disappointed at its execution in film. Fine. That being said, it, the cast is... It, this film is better cast than most Oscar-winning performance, like, in film. That's true. Because, I, I kept going... Every time a new character not, appeared on screen, I was like, yes, J.K. Simmons, and he's awesome in it. And Right. Like, besides, like, two random Swedish actors, everybody else in this film... Is award winning. It's ridiculous. You have like Charlotte Gainsbourg and Michael Fassbender as the main characters, and that uh, Rebecca Ferguson. I thought it takes place in Norway. Yeah. Or Norway, whatever. It's like all this. Were they Norwegian actors? I think it 
Scandinavian. It, it takes place in Norwegian, but I think the book is Swedish. No, I guess it's Norwegian. I don't know. It's very cold. All I know is it's very cold. I get it. It, it seems like a lot of the Swedish cinema and, and literature. So that's like the way I lump them together. So it's very well cast. Um, and the acting mystery, is very good. Like it didn't seem like anyone was sleepwalking. Every, I thought everyone was no, doing a fine job in the movie. That's the acting is good. Um, the acting is pretty good. And the mystery is good. So like also if you've watched Mindhunter recently and it like kind of starts off with letting you know whatever the killer is or serial killer in this movie you're about to see, like why he became a serial killer, I'm like, I'm in. Because I did re- I, I know enough about serial killers now from watching Mindhunter. <laughs> so I was like, I can definitely analyze this person now. Wait uh, a minute, because I saw the first 25 minutes. When do they tell you why he becomes a serial the killer? Well, the, movie. the opening I scene thought of that's the... a flashback to Fassbender's childhood. No, 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 no. That's, that's the that's... backstory of the serial killer. What? They just <sighs> don't reveal till later. That, God, that... I was so confused. No, I think it's very clear. If you know, the movie's about a serial killer who builds snowmen as his marker, and then the kid builds a snowman at the end of the scene. Back. That's why I was so confused. You thought and Michael Fassbender was the snowman? People didn't get I thought, that. I thought, I thought Michael Fassbender was the adult of the little kid, because doesn't in that opening scene, they're like, oh, we're sorry that uh, well, your uncle died? Well, no, I think I think that the, with the movie, so... Oh, he was no, lying. He doesn't have a dead uncle. He's... Right, right. He was a, it was a cover. He goes on a binge. Yeah. It was a cover. Right, right. I got that. But then that's why I was so confused. Well, in any event, that they they do show you ultimately what is revealed to be the serial killer's backstory. We're by the way, we're going full spoilers for everyone. So just be oh, prepared. Yeah. Well, I mean, we I don't, don't need to say who the killer is. You've spoiled anything. I think all no, you've I mean, done is explain the very first scene the of the movie, so people yeah. like me who are watching will go, okay, that's not a flashback to Fazbender's childhood. That's a flashback, which makes more sense because of the the snowman. Also, the snowman's not a very scary title. I mean, my friend Janine brought that up. She's like, Uh, as far as a serial killer movie goes, is she's like snowman. I don't know. They did a good job of making the snowman that he builds as his like signature pretty creepy in the movie. So, like as you're watching it, you're like, these snowmen are like scary. Yeah, they all they all have heads in them. So. Right, like, yeah, and one of them like actually had somebody's head at the top of one. So. Oh, gross. Yeah. So they do a good job of making it scary. My thing is that as I'm watching it, it's very clear that there's stuff missing. And if you know anything about story or anything about film, then it would be like probably unbearable to watch. But, you know, I'm watching it. And I'm like, obviously something is either more backstory about Fassbender because I guess he's an alcoholic, but we don't really know why. And you think it's going to come up and then it just doesn't. The J.K. Simmons entire plot is not, it's a, it's a red herring maybe, but it's not developed. Sorry, maybe that's a spoiler. But, well, actually, not entirely a red herring. And all I'm saying is that it made me go down the rabbit hole of research. And only, like the director said, 15% of the film wasn't filmed. Of the script was never filmed. And he just fully recognizes that resulted in a movie that's not great. And there was like budget concerns and it was like a messed up production. And then they had to leave chunks of the film out, which is why people were probably pissed if you love the story of it. And but so if you take it either a... way, it's like a definite renter for yeah. a thriller. If you yeah. have nothing else to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you, if you take yeah, it, it definitely deserves like a solid 40 percent, 35, 40, not seven. Yeah, I, I think for me, not knowing anything about the background, but just seeing the opening sitting, I was like, oh, oh, this is one of those 
um, uh, Scandinavian, like cold place serial killer oh, murder murder movies. Um, uh, it, like Girl with a Dragon Tattoo. I didn't know it was from a book, but all right. I'm like, okay, this is in the genre. I feel like I know what it's promising me. It delivered on its promises. The actors were great. I loved seeing Val Kilmer. Um, and I and and who's who's wait? Uh, Val Kilmer was in this. Yeah, in a very yeah. very small cameo. Like, that's a bit I feel of a. Like flag. I kept watching. Um, but but he's, he um he's his, that was post throat cancer, and so, you can tell he doesn't look well. He doesn't look well, mm-hmm. but his um and his, and his speaking voice had to be du- overdubbed Dubbed. later. But it was still which awesome. is super obvious if you like yeah. have ever seen Val Kilmer in a movie. Yeah, but he was still cool in it, and uh, oh yeah. Uh, I enjoyed I enjoyed the um, the thriller parts. Like we jumped a bunch of times. There was some interesting serial killer stuff I hadn't seen before. And considering it's a movie that we rented, I felt like I completely got my money's worth in terms of like an evening thriller movie. And I just want to say thank you to Duncan for recommending it. And I think the bigger point that I got from this is that I feel like at a certain point, critics watch so many movies that they just hate movies. And they can't just watch a movie like this without like shredding it because they're like, oh, Fastbender's in this and J.K. Simmons is in this. And it's not exactly what we want it to be. And therefore, we're going to tear it apart. And the reality is, is that it was just fine. It was it was viewers. You know, viewers are very entitled these days. Um, and, and also, I think because people know the backstory, we didn't did you know the backstory on movies when we were kids? No, you just went to see a movie, you either liked it or you didn't. But now everybody has all the different websites. That IMDb. Give you, and every single piece of problem that gets leaked about a particular production. And somehow the critics feel like, oh, well, they're entitled to judge a production based on that. And unless something truly awful happened behind the scenes, I think you got to go and see the movie. And. I thought it was fun. I like the I like the performances. Um, definitely, anyone's in the mood for a thriller, and they've seen lots of other ones. It's in the vein of those uh, Morgan Freeman, Ashley Judd, um, mm-hmm. Long Came a Spider type mm-hmm. movies. Great category to or put like in. Mm-hmm. Christopher Lambert in the like '90s or late '80s did a bunch of murder um, uh, murder mystery type of movies like this. Totally that kind of movie. I recommend it. Um, it was a lot of fun. And thank you, Duncan, for sending in the recommendation. We encourage others to recommend to make recommendations because we will watch what you send. Uh, all right. Now the main event, we're going to dive deep here. People, we are going to talk about Super Bowl halftime shows. And because there is so much to talk about, we're going to do it in a structured way. We're going to play our signature game buy rent or meh. That's how I'm saying meh today. It's a little more of an aggressive meh in honor yeah. of <laughs> football being an aggressive game. And we're going to talk about halftime shows. Um, and so, with that in mind, should I just jump right into the game, or do you guys want to reflect at all on halftime shows? Before um, I... I'm just going to say that, like, I got more into watching them recently, oddly enough, and um, I find they're often way more hyped up than they actually are. By watching, I'm just going to say quickly, by watching Lady Gaga's, like, documentary she made on Netflix, which is pretty good, um called lady gaga five foot two um also helps that i saw her in concert um which right, is amazing. Right. Uh, humble brag or um, brag brag whatever you want to call it right brag, especially brag. sadly you know, i saw one of her last performances since she's like on like a permanent leave because she has fibromyalgia and she's very sick which is really sad so i hope she feels better um but watching her documentary you see when she gets the gig um and then you see kind of the process and it ends at the performance, like right when she's about to do the performance. 
So like I kind of for the first time got like a window and what it means for one of these people performing to get the gig. I never thought about it that way. And it's a really huge deal. So I kind of like have more emotional interest in it now. So that's yeah. a great place to start because the first uh, the first round I'm going to call is the diva round or the mega diva superstar round. Um, and these are similar characters in some ways. But by rent or meh, Lady Gaga's performance from last year, Katy Perry's performance, you know, the one where she came in on the giant lion. And then Madonna's mm. performance, which came, you know, many years probably after her. Oh my god, peak I have so much to say about fame. this. Um, You're gonna have to edit out a lot of what I have to say about this. I could go on. I for got a while. chicken wings in the oven, Lily. Uh, okay, I'm just saying, like, all right. Well, you I'm gonna, use, somebody else should go first, but uh, like, I have a lot. Uh, how about Becky goes first? Um. Well, I am great. I'm just gonna do it. Uh, I'm gonna buy Gaga because I'm always gonna buy her. I'm gonna. Uh, Rent Katy Perry because I'm over Madonna. Just enough. Meh. All right. So Stop. I'm gonna... Just find something new. Sorry, I know it's so mean, right? It's so ageist. It's not about age. I mean, it's just, I just feel like. Also, yeah. it's a terrible halftime show. Yeah. So, I just that. feel like, I just feel like Madonna just keeps yeah, trying it's... to redo what she has already done instead of doing something new. And I'm very over but, it. So but the lineup is CeeLo, MIA, and Nicki Minaj. What? Like, what does that have to do? Was that what does that have to do with Madonna? That was with Madonna. Yes, they all performed her. with her. That's her trying to be cool, and the, it, that's just exact, terrible. That's exactly what I'm saying. If you're gonna do Madonna, just do Madonna. I don't think be she needed you. to have. Stop trying Nicki to Minaj. like. Stop yeah. trying to be something that you were 30 years ago, which was like the cutting edge. Just you know. So I, I think I'm making sense. So, so I'm buying I, Gaga, renting Katy Perry, and I'm Meng Madonna. So I, in the like grand scheme of things, buy Katy Perry over Gaga, but I do buy her per- Gaga's performance. <laughs> that's um, controversial. We'll have to discuss I know, that. I, I, we I, can discuss I, that, that another time. That's friends. a different thing. But I buy Gaga's performance because there was a lot of pressure on her. There was a lot of debate as to what she was going to do. In some ways, the way it would they would have done if Madonna had gotten the gig at the prime of her career. And it was also at a time where Gaga actually was not exactly, I wouldn't say at the prime. This wasn't her most controversial, exciting period. Um, But another thing I really loved about Gaga. That's why they gave it to her, by the way. Well, that's it. There's this whole issue of Super Bowl halftime shows being safe. But given the year and the, given the year that it was in and the political culture and everything that was going on right then, I thought she gave one of the most beautiful, incredible performances. It was very real. And also something cool about Gaga that, I think is important for me in enjoying these halftime shows, having watched them, is that I believe that her growing up in the Northeast appreciated what it meant to have the Super Bowl. Now, I didn't see this. I didn't see this documentary, so I don't know. But in my gut, I feel like this I recommend is some, the documentary. By the, way. This is someone who, who gets what it means. So I love that. Katy Perry, I love her song. I love the absolute over-the-top craziness of that one with the left shark and the explosions and the fireworks. Like, that's what a Super Bowl halftime should be. And the Madonna one, for me, was just many years too late. Like, this, I blame the NFL for not grabbing Madonna when she could have carried the whole thing by herself. And then there was that ridiculous um, moment where MIA gave the middle finger to the camera freelancing yeah. which overshadowed yeah yeah i remember that, that so a... so that one was just yeah. a super dud with one of the all-time oh, great performers i'm sorry i also forgot to add that the guys that was uh 
the, those two guys, they were also on it um, in this huh? horrible lineup. And in a house tonight, that song. Oh, uh, they, they were in that one? LMFAO? What LMFAO, thank you. They were also in the Madonna one. Oh, I would give, oh, such a I, first of all, first of all, I would give those guys a whole halftime show. Uh-huh. Right. Getting very they, just, individually, I don't mind each of these artists, and I like MIA. I'm just saying, why were they all thinking this is just such a hodgepodge of the words? It's Terrible. too much. It's too much. I, I would say if it's, I look through the list and you'll see my answers, the ones for the most part where one star does an amazing job and kind of is able to grab the whole thing. Those are generally the ones I like most. So there's a so the next category I'm actually going to skip, and I just want to have a brief conversation on the fact that I didn't get to do mine. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Lil. We thought you agreed with us, and we're all like, but you want to give your reasoning. Yes, Gaga, Gaga, because she's the effing best, and that was the best halftime show. She brought it. She jumped off the goddamn roof, people. She was amazing, and she had that incredible, like reaching out to people. What I think having seen her in person in live in concert is that she really does emotionally connect to her audience. can't talk about Lady Gaga. <laughs> did you see She's her? She's like, I-, I once took a selfie in the stadium where Lady Gaga was. I saying. did. I did. <laughs> and so what I'm saying is that she is crazy and all you want to say about her and she's a diva and all that. However, she does emotionally connect to her <gasps> audience. And especially with the recent, like at that point, you know, Trump had just become president and her all the like the songs that she chose and the way she sang it, I thought that was amazing. Katy Perry renting because ugh, I, she, I feel like she was supposed to be good, but other people deserve that solo show more than more than her. Like other people have had to share the stage and and her not. I think I don't know who was I don't know who sang with her. That was just too much for me. And Madonna, you heard my opinion already. Obviously, that's a bad. All right, so there's a round that I'm going to skip, but that's just what I call the old man round, and I'm just going to lump a whole bunch of performers into this, and I'm going to say these are all performers, and I love their music, and I would see I would see their concerts ten times over before I would see some of the others. I mean, I've seen some of these people. Rest in peace, Tom Petty, Bruce Springsteen, oh. The Who, The Rolling Stones, um, who are actually okay, but um, Paul McCartney, I have always been disappointed by those performances i just don't enjoy a rock band going up and rocking out without some sort of bananas spectacle like i prefer the crazy mashups to the ones where i just watch a band go out and play their songs because to me it's like not a venue for a concert like it's weird Mm -hmm. yeah and and the one of that group that i like the least well the who i think was actually like beyond terrible beyond out of step with the times it's like 50 years too late um (sighs) But the Springsteen one to me was actually one of the biggest letdowns because he's in my mind, he could own that stadium. And I felt like he just sort of like did the hammy Springsteen stuff slid around but also, but on that, his knees. But like, that's what he's, he's not Gaga. Like, what is he supposed to do? I, I, Jump look, down from I've, the ceiling? True. I, I've seen him in concert. He is one of the greatest performers of our time. I've I, seen him in concert too. And by the way, I've seen Lady Gaga in person, not performing, but I once right, ate now dinner <laughs> I once ate dinner adjacent to her. That's I'm not okay, actually so, exaggerating. Okay. So, this I'm is just a saying, true use of the word adjacent. Considering how great Springsteen is, I felt like the only thing I remember from his performance was him sliding crotch first into the camera over and over and over again and hawking his new album. So that one was a dud. All right, now let's go to the weird mashup. And then there are a lot of weird <laughs> mashups, but I wanted to pick ones that were actually, I think, part of overall good performances. So we'd have to make some choices here. Um, the Bruno Mars Red Hot Chili Peppers here. 
Now, Bruno Mars had come back later, um, uh, but this is yeah. when he was the headliner. Mm-hmm. The Aerosmith in sync Britney Spears year. Oh, such a good, such a good time. And the Black Eyed Peas randomly bring Slash out to, <laughs> to play Sweet Child O'Mine. Like, Sweet here's Child O'Mine. The thing is, like, how, how is the Black Eyed Peas getting their own Super Bowl show? Think about how like, many how, how many famous songs, if you put that whole group together, Will I Am, Fergie, those guys have a lot of songs that a lot I of guess. people like. I thought I guess so, but I feel like the reach for Slash is just like. Yeah, it's just like they, they, you know what? it's so obvious i'm sorry bruno mars and chili peppers black eyed peas and slash it's so obvious they're like every american is watching this we need a little something for everyone <laughs> it's like so obvious you no, just pick little, one yeah. thing for one one audience and next year somebody else will get a turn and you know what black eyed peas are for all audiences bruno mars is for all audiences I, that I is true I, sorry, I'm talking very close I think he's amazing mind. Um, yeah, I, the Chili Peppers, again, great band. Didn't even look like they were playing their instruments at that point. Flea's very cool. I, I didn't get that. So if I, I'll go first on this one. My all-time favorite one, as reconfirmed by me watching it again, was the Aerosmith <laughs> Britney Spears in sync one. Because one of the things that that one does is at the beginning, there is this whole Ben Stiller skit with Adam Sandler and Chris Rock that is a total send-up of the whole way these halftime shows are assembled with a little bit of something for everyone. And I had not, I did not remember that till I just rewatched it today. And that was, that was just awesome. Plus, uh, and very funny. And it plays into the fact that Timberlake and the NSYNC guys and the Aerosmith guys, these are people who have a sense of humor about themselves, but could also do these megawatt performances. And then there's the moment where Britney Spears, Mary J. Blige, and then Nelly one by one come out to do walk this way. And these guys were all megastars at the time, but they fold themselves into that bigger performance so well and perform with the other performers in a way that makes sense. I'm actually pretty sure this is when Britney Spears and Timberlake were dating. And I just yeah, remember sure. loving the mashup of all that. So that's a buy, and that is that'll that'll take my all time. Uh, I will, I will. Oh, this is tough for the other two. I'm going to rent. Bruno Mars. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna rent Bruno Mars. I think it's pretty obvious. I'm gonna rent yeah. Bruno Mars. Agree I truly Lily. think he's an unbelievable talent, especially when I've gone back and watched the Michael Jackson stuff, and I realize how much he's got in there. And then I'll, I'll meh the Black Eyed Peas purely because, again, huge Guns N' Roses fan, but the randomness of the Slash thing was. Just yeah. Weird. How much did they pay that guy to go out there that night? Like, really? <laughs> That's Slash. He, he gets paid hundreds <laughs> of thousands of dollars to come up through a hydraulic, play a solo, and go back in. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. All right. What about I, you guys? Agreed. Okay. No, I'm just in agreement. In agreement. Moving on. All right. Now That's let's now one. let's go to the mega star round. So this is bigger than diva. This is bigger than famous rock star. This is mega star. The Michael Jackson performance. Mm. Prince. Purple Rain in the Rain. Right. Right. And Beyonce. Not the time she came back with Bruno Mars to save Coldplay. No, the one where she did formation. Line. That, no, the you one mean the one that she did with Bruno Mars and then no, no, no. one invited No, that's the Coldplay. No, that's no, the, Coldplay. the formation. I, I always think of that one. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. I no, always think I'm of that one as that, like, there's these, like, there's this really cool party, you know, and then some someone shows up and is like, hey, guys, let's put on Coldplay. And everyone's like, ew, why would you listen to Coldplay? So like, I, that's that, that's what that one yeah, is that me. That one, that moment was great with formation, but I'm talking about the one that Beyonce headlined where she brought out the original members of destiny's child and played like all of her hits. The formation one is the Bruno Mars one. Yes. Yes. After, after like five minutes of Coldplay songs. 
Right. And Coldplay invited themselves. Well, that's a perfect example. They're like, we need something for everyone. And they were like, oh, this sucks. Beyonce, hurry up. Hurry up. (laughs) So, all right. So between Michael Jackson, Prince, and the real Beyonce one, not Beyonce saving Coldplay from being Coldplay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, uh, this is impossible. This is impossible. I mean, Michael Jackson, here's the thing. Michael Jackson's, he's so iconic and it's good, but I rewatched it and I'm like, is it a little boring? Well, There's also a lot of children at the end and we are the world. But you have to think about the time. No, I get it. And like I just, his I mean, he's stardom. phenomenal. So he's like, to me, like a Gaga, like he's phenomenal. My, he doesn't have to under- do anything. My understanding of that performance from the YouTube clip I watched oh, is that that was the first time the Super Bowl halftime show was elevated to that level. That if Michael was going to do it, he was going to do oh, it that's, oh, that's a at Megastar, you know. Oh, so that, he kicked off the Megastar? He, he, he changed the way halftime shows were done into being these massive events that wasn't just a musical performance. It was like an a, a spectacular basically that, that that is the conventional wisdom and when you watch that i just rewatched it and he does the it's almost like a magic trick like a david copperfield thing at the beginning mm-hmm. with the fireworks where he's coming up in three different places and then he appears on the stage and then he just stands there right I mean, that's that, i love you're that's, showing that to do anything around yeah. the world right you know how much money they like how many dollars of advertising dollars are spent on michael jackson just standing there and the profound confidence that a performer would have had to have to do that. But he stands there for a while, too. Yeah. He stands mm-hmm. slowly. He's like, yeah, well. It's like it's, two full minutes or something. Like that. He just stands there looking at everybody and you're like in awe. The documentary clip I saw explained that was part of him getting the crowd riled up, making it them lose their minds. It does. As sure. a YouTube watcher, you're like, all right, get on with it. We know what's going to happen. But, you know. In the moment. It's impactful. No, today, nobody could do that. There's no star today that could... I mean, Gaga had to jump down from the ceiling. Nobody today could stand there and stare down how many millions of people and just stay there. And everybody be like, this is amazing. I really so, hope I really hope when Timberlake goes on today, he does like all of the Lonely Island songs know. instead of his own songs. <laughs> I feel like he's kind of like... I, I have a whole thing to say about that, but... Beyonce's was amazing. Oh yeah, and when she, I mean hers was amazing, and when she brought out Destiny's Child, that was so cool. But then she like, then she made them sing her song, right? Like I'm pretty sure well, they sang because, "Put a Ring on It." Because I feel like she's like, you guys can come because I love you still, and that's where my origins. But I'm the star, so you're gonna sing my songs, and I'm sure they were super happy too. Fair enough. It's like they were gonna sing "Say My Name," like please. I mean, Ooh. I don't I don't remember everything that they sang. Okay, so here's what I'm gonna do. I'm going to um, buy Beyonce because I truly thought that was awesome. And Mm -hmm. it's also, there's all these rumors around the fact that that that's the reason why the power went out, which made John Harbaugh complain, uh, Jim Harbaugh complain. That's why his team lost the Super Bowl, which I think is (laughs) kind of a funny, funny thing that that Why would he say that's why they lost the Super Bowl? Because it made the the halftime or it made this break when they had momentum. Anyways, the point is that like Beyonce is such a megawatt star that she literally like spent the power of the Super Bowl. So she's amazing. I'm going to um, uh, rent Michael Jackson 
because of the profound history. That being said, going back to it, it is kind of rudimentary compared to some of the other spectacles. Yeah. And there are some great parts of the set list, but like I started with the song Jam. I mean, that song's all right, but that was a weird song to start with. And then I'm going to Minute Prince, not because it wasn't amazing. It's truly one of the amazing performances. It's because of his outfit. Oh, yeah. The outfit <laughs> really so is bad. distracting. The outfit is really it's distracting. It's so bad. That's the only no, reason I'm saying it. It's because it, it, you can't wear that it's one in of, public. It's also one of the few I didn't watch live, and so I was not wrapped up in the emotion of it. I had heard all about it. I think if I had seen it with the rain when it happened, I would. it could be my number one. But it wasn't, so that's that. That being said, it's truly amazing, and that's an example of one. These are examples of ones where performers stand above any other side acts like who cares who the other side acts if any even joined them for this those were amazing performances okay um moving on mm-hmm. to the huh did that really happen section and i'm gonna actually mix up uh the few last categories on the list here so that we're just gonna do one more so huh did that really happen this is so the first is shania twain sting and no doubt um, that is again something whoa. for everyone that did not work out. The other and no one doubt could have had their own is halftime the, show. I'm it, sorry. Is the famous controversial Janet Jackson JT, um, which also included Kid Rock Puff Daddy. Um, Nobody remembers that. Uh, <laughs> I just remember her and, jeweled nipple. Um, and then what? What through some research I learned today was the not aired New Kids on the Block plus Disney characters Oof, performance so in 1991. I think they were like with honorable mention or as an excuse to not air this because it's so bad. <laughs> honorable and honorable mention to the celebration of soul salsa and swing with Gloria Estefan, Stevie <laughs> Wonder. And they were like, let's get big bad voodoo daddy, who I think the week before played the Ort Gala, <laughs> which is a charity. Our parents are just, involved in. It's a fundraising event. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so uh, let, how would you buy rent or man those? Wait, okay, so I It's would... even hard to track which is which because the combinations are so weird. <laughs> so They're so absurd. I would buy... Ooh, okay, I would buy... Um... I actually have no idea. I don't want to buy any of them. This is what I'm, I, I know what I want to do for, for rent and meh, but I have no idea which one I could buy. I'm going to buy New Kids on the Block. <laughs> Did you because, watch it? Because, because yes. you could sell it for a lot on eBay because it's never before seen. You could like buy Probably. it. Probably. And... It's so bad that I just, people should just go out and watch it. Yeah, I was going to rent um, it because I'd never seen it before. I'd be like, I'd rent I, that. See if it's I worth think the they money. just, I want to buy it so I can watch it like a few times. And just imagine that Donnie Wahlberg <laughs> is in that group and that somehow this group is connected, connected to Mark Wahlberg. And, like, kind of just, you know, live in the past a little bit and, and remember how, like, ridiculous that is. That era. That yeah. era. And how, how famous those guys were. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I'm going to rent the Salsa Queen Gloria Stefan for our heritage. <laughs> and I'm definitely Mang. Sorry, no doubt. But that combination is terrible. Mm-hmm. So, no Shania Twain. What about Janet Jackson? I think, like, the whole Janet oh. Jackson JT thing I find to be so... It's so it, like it, it angers me so much for how stupid yeah. it is and the and the drama that it caused. Um, 
that whole thing makes me so mad. I have to the slut shaming that she ensued exactly. after that. I have to I have to met on that whole basis of how it was just totally and he was ruined. forgiven within seconds and he's right. the one that ripped her clothes off and that whole thing is and, and not only it's that, I mean, and I think he's a great bullshit. guy, but he's back performing. But also, right. let's no. not let's not forget one of the other victims of that event. J.C. Chazé, the other dude from NSYNC, was supposed to do a solo performance at some, like, NASCAR event or something like that a week later. Or, and, and he got pulled just on principle. So there was ripple effects all over the world. Um, all over the world. All so, over the end. So I'll, I'll work my way backwards. I will meh that one because not, not only – for all the things that you said on the horrific treatment of Janet Jackson specifically. But the song selection of that one was garbage. The choices of how they dressed her up and framed her and framed the entire thing um, and then afterwards blamed her as if it was all her artistic decision and not some sort of massively marketed... Right. We know also that it was on purpose. That was not an accident. No, it was... And then when it didn't play well... They pretended like it was a wardrobe malfunction, which it wasn't. Yeah, and so, right? so, so that was so that was truly uh, like that, that was a terrible one. Um, right, because she had something over her boob, right? Right, she had a like a she had a, a nipple ring that was huge that kind of covered her nipple, so like it would just be like her boob was showing. So it was like a pasty, but it was a giant like metal thing. There's no way that that was an accident. Yeah. Right. And I don't know how you rip someone's leather boob cup off, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. It was just and those songs, I'm sorry, the song that they actually performed no, it, there, those songs were just terrible. Um And let me just say again, I've seen Janet Jackson in person. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. She's phenomenal. You know what? Yeah, Velvet Rope Tour. That was She was amazing. That was that was very nineties. So uh, and then I'm gonna buy. So I'm gonna buy um, the new kids and 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 I guess because we have four in this category. I actually watched the one with Gloria Estefan, and if you just take the part with her and Stevie Wonder, it's actually really terrific. Plus, um, uh, so so I love that. Um, and then I'm going to uh, rent. Um, wait, where, where are we here? Which one am I missing? Which one did I just miss? Oh, I'm gonna rent Shania Sting and No Doubt. Here's why. I put it on while I was making wings earlier under the impression that I was going to be reminded of how terrible it was. And we're watching the Shania part, which is, by the way, the year before the Janet Jackson one. And I feel like was almost I think it was the year or two years before the Janet Jackson one. So it was it was kind of like foreshadowing, like her outfit was this like out of character, dominatrix, overly sexualized outfit. She wasn't singing at all, as far as I could tell, looked totally out of place. And and I and I like her as an artist, and I like her songs. This is the one you're buying? No, no, no. no, no I'm renting. But I'm, no, oh, I'm, I'm renting. It. I'm renting. I'm renting. Okay. So because I'll get to why. So I'm watching this, and I'm like, oh yeah, this is why I hated this. This is terrible. I this is when I realized they lip sync at the um, at the Super Bowl, and then I watched Sting start messages in the bottle. I'm like, oh boy, Sting, milk in the police thing. But then. No Doubt and Sting together doing Message in the Bottle was amazing. And it made me want to think, I'm like, wow, I'm like, the police really huge influence on No Doubt. No Doubt crushing this performance of this song. I kind of want to see No Doubt do a police-like tribute show after this. So I'm going to rent that one because it defied my expectations. And I ended up really liking it. So that is where we are with our... Super Bowl halftime by rent or man. I think that's not a bad note is the surprising 
the surprising love I have for the one I thought I was going to hate the most. Um, do you guys have any closing words on that, or do you want to switch to what we're watching? No, I have no more thoughts on it, except stop no. talking about chicken wings because I'm so hungry right now. I had to no nurse while we were I, recording, I and I'm going to like... I, I also want to say that like, oh. I have a quick question. If I had not seen a single game this season of the Eagles because of my time zone... Um, but like vicariously, like, you know, supported and like, like, like I, I saw some important plays on, on YouTube, like in replays and stuff, like crazy stuff that happened this season it was really cool. But I'm like a bit nervous if I watch the game, I'm like, and they lose. I'm like, is it because of me? <laughs> cause I, I'm like, yeah. shouldn't I not watch because they've been doing so well when I don't watch. You should That's watch, insane, right? but I'll, you should watch, but I'll definitely blame you. Right? Uh, yeah, whereas uh, so, I think the reason that they're going to win is because of the birth of my child because oh, Okay, so then that's fine. Well, after that's she good. was born, they were in some very sticky situations and I put her in her Eagles jersey and they won those games. Oh, I that, mean, sure. Lily, that'll okay, outweigh so. that'll outweigh the bad luck yeah, that right. you bring. And so you I should stay up to like four o'clock in the morning here to watch it. And I purchased it for only 20 euros. So that's pretty and, good. And let's <laughs> let's just say a prayer for dad who is watching it in the um, like Security mm, office of the of the safari lodge that he and mom are staying in in Uganda right now. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, mm-hmm. so what we're watching, um, I so I've got a couple of quick notes. One is on this Friday night movie with the family. We watched Hook, starring Robin Williams. Um, had a hilarious conversation with mom and dad. They, I don't know how what your phone calls have been with them when they called from Africa, but they call. The connection doesn't work. They get mad at you for the connection not working, even though they're calling from the middle of a crater somewhere. And then you have a conversation with them simultaneously where they argue. And in this case, they um, argued over Hook because I said, oh, we watched Hook. And mom says, oh, the one with Robin Williams. And dad says, no, it's the one with Dustin Hoffman. (laughs) Anyways, the kids really liked it. I spoiler alert. I I do prepare them in movies when there's going to be certain deaths because kids don't really care about twists. They care about. Are the you movies. telling me that you're alerting people to the spoiler that Rufio dies yeah. <laughs> from a movie that everybody saw in the nineties? Yeah, I'm just so, double checking. So yes, that's absolutely right. Well, um, yeah. just in case one and, of her friends are watching. And so earlier in the earlier, like I I told them beforehand. I'm like, look, I just want you to know there's a character. His name is Rufio. He's this. Like he's he's the same actor who voices Prince Zuko on Avatar: The Last Airbender, and he's <gasps> no gonna, way. Yeah, and he's gonna die. And we then get to the last act of the movie during the big sword fight at the end. And I'm like, all right, kids, just get ready. Rufio's going to die soon. And the older child turns to me and says, "Uh, Dad, I know because this is the part in the movie when that would happen. And I, first of all, was beaming with pride. Second of all, I'm like, like, story wise. Yeah. So like, A, I'm beaming with pride. B, I'm like, oh, my kids watch a lot of movies. (laughs) (laughs) And so so Robin Williams. uh, So we had Robin Williams, who was in RV. Um, which we watched a couple of weeks ago, Return. May he rest in peace. And then last Mm. night, Allie and I went to see Shape of Water, which starred Richard Jenkins, who was in Cheaper by the Dozen from last week. So there's a real thread going through the Friday night movies um, here. And uh, just some quick thoughts on Shape uh, Shape of Water. It is a terrific movie. It's truly beautiful. It is a great Guillermo del Toro, um, you know, one of his, definitely one of his masterpieces. Uh, the acting is off the chain in it. Um, uh, Sally Hawkins, who plays the main female character, Richard Jenkins, 
Doug Jones, who plays the actual creature, and then Michael Shannon, an actor who I do not like, who I have everything oh, I I've seen. Him. What? Yeah, I, he's phenomenal. What? No, no, Are him, you kidding me? him as general. He's so much range. Shocked and appalled. Him as shocked and appalled. Him as Atlantic City, um, Boardwalk Empire General Zod is maybe one of the worst things I've ever seen. That's not his fault. Yeah, but that's like, yeah, well, but that was awful. Like everyone, hold on, hold on. He's the villain in this movie, and he is amazing because he's amazing. The movie, Shai? The movie works. On True. many levels, and one of the levels in which it works is him as a villain is just so vicious and so awful on many levels, and his performance is just incredible. Um, and so I'm rooting for this movie. I don't know if it's a best picture. Um, I would say, like, if I had to, I think as a whole, also, Beck, I would love for you to see it and tell me what you think about the camera work. There's, there's, there are shots in the way they swoop the camera around in different scenes that almost felt like you were looking at panels in a beautiful graphic novel. Uh, just gorgeous Maybe movie. Maybe I will go see it because, uh, Vlad's not such a... Uh, Del Toro fan, and so maybe he'll watch the baby, and I'll go on my own one day. Well, just it's, because it's it's gorgeous. Sure. It gave us all the feels. The acting is phenomenal. Um, considering there's but, a lot, there are whole stretches with no speaking. Um, okay, is it better, worse, or not comparable to Pan's Labyrinth, which is amazing? Uh, uh, Pan's Labyrinth is, in my view, much better, uh, much better okay. because uh, it's a it's a much harsher story. It's a much more intense experience. This is a really beautiful kind of Beauty and the Beast kind of love story. Um, it has good suspense in it though. If I compare it to my other favorite movie of the year or my other two favorite movies of the year, Coco and Get Out, it's almost like none of these movies could be compared. So I'd be happy. Well, Coco is not nominated for best picture, but if this or Get Out won best picture, I'd be Mm -hmm. happy. I think Get Out for me really felt like something I hadn't seen before. So that one gets the edge, but, but I think Shape of Water as a whole hangs together as a movie because Get Out's third act is a little bit odd. Um, but but either either way, just really cool movie. But the the other funny thing, all the nice things being said, as we're walking home, Al and I are talking, and and Allie makes uh, one really important observation, which is, you know, you got to be a really good storyteller to make interspecies love work. And you do. It's and, re- it's really true. Think of Splash. You so do. hold on, and then that's the other thing I say. I said. Yeah, and I mean this movie's amazing, but it's also amazing how much it is just like the movie Splash. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, that's, you, you beat me to my bit here, which is oh, sorry. which is that which is that like so on one level it's this amazing story told beautifully, unlike anyone who's told the kind of Beauty and the Beast kind of story before. And on the other hand, it's a lot like Splash without the jokes. Hilarious! Hilarious! So, all right, so that's what I've got. All right, um, over to you, Lil. Do you have anything? I like I said, I had my mother in law visiting, so you know what that means. What does that mean? Oh, scary movie time. You're watching horror movies all week. All week. Just horror movies. They want they watch a movie every night. Now these this is like if we were Spaniards, like if the Corman love for film made us Spaniards and only watching horror movies. (laughs) Because these people double down on like scary movies and weeknight like we had like these are school nights but every single night when she was here we had to watch a movie a scary movie and oh i know because um, my, like, two... my itunes account let me know every time you rented one i know i owe you a bunch of money they um and I, i'm not just like for the public i don't just feed off of shy's account our accounts are connect our accounts are connected on family share in that way that's why his credit card gets billed but anyways i know people think i'm just using your itunes account 
Um, so, yeah, I had to negotiate with them, no, negotiate though with them because they want me to watch with them, but like I can't watch something that's so horribly terrifying and then go to sleep and like work the next day. So, and they are like staying up to like two o'clock in the morning to watch movies. Um, so I kind of like tamed them a little bit, but it's been yeah a week of we started with the snow with snowman which was great because I was like right up their alley which they loved <laughs> and then um, it was uh, they tried to see it comes at night but it wasn't dubbed so they wouldn't see it then it then um, this movie on Netflix Hush about like a deaf girl who they like, it's like attacked by a killer who's trying to kill her and she has to like outsmart him pretty good. And then 47 feet meters below where Mandy Moore, who gets like attacked by sharks. Not bad. Definitely a render. Then a Spanish terrifying based on true story possession called Veronica, which was really scary. So, so I just, that was my week. I just want to, I just want to, uh, and I feel like I'm missing one. That no, they, okay. It was one night that's where okay. they watched two. Well, mm-hmm. Be- Becky is politely tipper tappering away uh, and letting me I'm know writing via chat. You guys. That 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 she's either um, going to faint or, or lose her temper, so because she's so hungry right now. So I think I think we I should go to for the sh- first thirty minutes we were on this call. <laughs> I was nursing her, and I'm gonna eat my own maybe, arm. Maybe, now. maybe you should use the mute button and bring a cookie next time. Just like a little. Well, I was going to, but then I was like, an cookie. hour. I can wait an hour. Maybe some gefilte fish or. <laughs> some chopped liver. Yeah. Um. Some I have. I have actually, I think we've, oh God, Bob, stop it, Shai. Um, uh, we've overstayed our welcome at this point. We, Wait. Uh, <laughs> Anything we, could happen now. I want to circle back to something I believe we talked about, Shai. You and I must have talked about it in an early episode, which is Ghosted. So Ghosted with um, Adam oh. Scott and Craig Robinson is back on, I guess, after their midseason hiatus. I'm so excited. I watched a couple of episodes last night and caught up. I love that show more and more with each episode. I think people really need to give it a chance because they are developing something very, very sweet and special and funny and a little bit oh, really? scary. Yeah, no, it's great. I, I'm so happy that it's back. Do you think so Jose think, would like it? Well, it's not like actually scary. Well, he likes Santa Clarita Diet. No, it's like, like, it's like Ghostbusters. It's really like it's if Ghost, Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters like, needs yeah. Parks and Rec. No. Yeah, he needs like it's Walking really, Dead level terrifying. So. Yeah, and I, I, no, no, no. I think if it's they great. commit to that show, it has a chance. But it's a niche show. It's like sci-fi, really quirky comedy. I mean, we'll like it, and I think a lot of people it, who like good comedy. It makes will me like think it. of the type of show that Ben Wyatt would have watched. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping <laughs> like, it hasn't been. Nerdiest can- impulses. I, I, I hope it hasn't been canceled already. I know. Um, okay, well, I, yeah. that was an awesome, super size, almost super sized episode. And it's great to just be the three of us again. Next week, if all goes well scheduling-wise, we will have another very special guest, Josh, who um, was my college roommate and um, is my best friend and sends us emails every week with all of his thoughts. I hope he reads my my comments. We have to be prepared for an extra long episode next week because he's already sending us notes that are so long. I'm not reading emails. I wrote him back point for point. He has an airing of grievances, which is going to be great. Um, <laughs> so I already answered the stuff that he's already sent to me. I'm like, I'm preemptively like answering point by point. So, so like, so anyways, we're those. looking forward to that. But before we go out, I uh, want to make sure we do all the, you know, where can people follow you stuff? Um, 
Lily, where can people follow you? Chichi K Gomez on Twitter, and I have been more active. You have been really days. active. You've been mixing so it up. Active. I, I, I have love been. It. I've even been writing people who I think are the real celebrities, and then you tell me they're not. So <laughs> fair enough. Good to uh, know. Uh, um, uh, they're nice people. So it doesn't super really nice people. I, I have to say, I have had a mostly super amazingly positive experience on Twitter because I happen to associate with very cool folks who are very nice. Um, I did get my first angry troll tweet this week though from someone who really Ooh. didn't like our the Goldberg's 90s spinoff and wrote me a really nasty tweet but I blocked the person what? yeah I blocked the person so Wait, what did they say what did they yeah, say yeah, yeah. like it's not it's not repeatable or interesting or worth the airtime but it was the first time I got a truly nasty um, trolling comment and well that, that's how you know you're getting famous muscle tone <laughs> is it uh, not it sure. is um, sure Becky where you can, can you follow, follow me on twitter paper bk princess i do my best to tweet things out i do a lot of retweets i'm trying to engage in the conversation you know it's really hard to follow really hard or if you'd like to to check out um some good recipes you can check out everydayoat.com that's my recipe blog this week up on the blog we have um some good ideas for putting together broth bowls that would be like you know cups of broth with yummy things in it and then um the week before that i put up a new recipe for uh granola that uses up that uses some like yummy nut butter in it so it's like a a a new granola recipe and then upcoming next week i'm gonna wow you with a very exotic salad so look forward to that your salads are legendary and i am at pancake for table pancake and the number four and table on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow all of our pop culture shenanigans at pancake4table.com. If you just want to follow the podcast, it's FridayNightMoviePod.com. And on that page, you can listen to the show or you can subscribe to us via iTunes or Podbean. And please make some time to um, leave us a review and that because that helps us get searched and keep doing this. And um, then finally... Uh, we dance. It's dancing time. You guys dancing? I'm gonna dance all the way down to the dancing, kitchen. dancing to the <laughs> the Friday Night Movie Podcast theme song by What Does yeah. It Eat, which is by the way in the virtual studio right now working on. Um, oh, oh, that's huge news! Why didn't you say that? That's huge. I'll edit this out to put it at the beginning of the podcast. That's <laughs> no, huge. Yeah. Nobody's What's listening up? anymore right. at this point. No, I am going through a mental checklist in my head of everything I have in my pantry and how quickly I can put it in the okay. All right. <laughs> I love you guys. I'll talk to you later during the game. Okay. All right. I'll be awake. So. All right. Okay. Bye. Love you. Bye. You know who has great in-flight entertainment? Virgin America. Air Canada, tons of free movies. Oh, really? Oh my God, so many good free movies. Was, yeah, and yeah, this goes way back for literally. years. They were ahead of the curve. I know they had that just they had the just for laughs stuff on all the time. <laughs> <laughs> like those skits. Yeah, but it was like just for just for laughs skits from like 1987. Um, yeah, they're all like fuzzy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They're like Moxie Fruvis performing King of Spain. <laughs> the just Moxie for laughs. Moxie Fruvis. Mm. But.